Welcome to the Distant Daughters Podcast. I'm Ada, and I have my good friend, Nancy. Nancy. <laughs> Nancy with us again. Who said, I forget too many glasses of wine at this point. <laughs> so okay. Today, I introduced Nancy to wine, and... I love it. (laughs) Okay, this could be something new for me. So (laughs) funny. So yeah, we were talking, and she said that she'd never had wine before. I was like, "Oh, you have, you have to have this." So, um, yeah, you're a fan, right? I am. It's the best. Yeah. So any any of our listeners out there that don't that haven't tried wine, so it's this. It's called Stella Rosa. It's really kind of a dessert wine. It's like. It's just kind of a treat. It's sweet and it's basically like just drinking fruit juice. And um, I love the I love the buzz I get from it, too. So um, Stella Rosa Peach is my very favorite, but there's probably like 10 to 15 different flavors. So go try a Stella Rosa. That's my recommendation. But here I am with my good friend, Nancy. (laughs) And we've been talking already for I mean, how long have I been here? So you came at noon. So is it three? Probably. No, it's like 240. Yeah, so yeah, well, we've already been talking for multiple <laughs> hours. And then we keep saying like, oh, we should be recording this. And what are we going to record? This is pretty much We just do. Us. We do have yes, a plan. Yes, we do have a plan yes. today because Nancy needs to get some things off her chest. <laughs> I want to confess my Mormon asshole moments. <laughs> We've got some oh. confessions to make. Um, I don't even know. How did we get on that topic? But we just started just talking that, about the stupid things we yeah. did when we were Mormon. Well, that there's things that we're proud of, that we, we've made a stand. Yes. And I talked about getting fired from Yes. Know, so do you so. want to tell that story first? Sure. Okay. So it was the lesson about the sticky candy. Mm-hmm. And I went, I was in the, what was the first one? Then? The advisor. You were in the I was the, the advisor, but what's the, the youngest Oh, one? beehives. Beehives. I yeah. was the beehive advisor and I was supposed to give this lesson. And after reading it, I was just It sick. was the chewed up gum yeah, or the, whatever. It was sticky candy. Like candy that had yeah. been licked. It was yeah. so gross. Anyway, yeah. and so I, re- I was just sick about this lesson. So I went to the president who was over the laurels. She wasn't uh-huh. even anyway. And so I went to the president and told her that I would not give that lesson. There was no debate. I says, I will not give this lesson. And she said, that might stop one of those girls from doing something bad. I can't remember her exact words, but yeah. anyway. And I says, and what does it tell the one that Ari has? Yeah. And left it at that. And I did not give the lesson. And two weeks later, I was released. Yeah. No explanation. No apology. Just released and um, dang, and and it really hurt. It really did hurt because at the time I was still believing and yeah. I was all and in. You and loved your girls. Yeah, I loved the girls. They were wonderful and and so I was really hurt about it. And but looking back on that now, especially knowing what I know about one of the girls and mm-hmm. that I had, I am so glad. That's one of my proud moments. Proud moments. Uh, that's one of the, my moments. I am glad I I stood up for what. Yeah. My st- my gut was telling me yeah. to do instead of what I was instead of doing exactly what I was told to do. Yeah. So that you was did the right thing. That was one instead of the instead of the um the thing that you were you know taught to do yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But I was fired. So. <sighs> so, <laughs> so crazy. It's okay. Yeah, I didn't so lose crazy. a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. No. You just lost a lot of. I work. lost my benefit package. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't get any severance? <laughs> no, no severance. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, it was sad to leave the girls and everything. Yeah. So, I, I was yeah. never fired from a calling. I, I I had begged to be fired, and I could never get fired. 
Really? Yeah, I, I was I in the know. Scouts for 11 years and oh. couldn't get fired. You know what? I never got called to the Scouts, thank God, because that was like the calling I did not want. Really? And I would not even say that out loud because I knew if I did, they'd they'd call me to oh, it. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that was just deep, dark secret in my heart. Like, please do not put me in the Scouts. Yeah. I cannot do Scouts. I, I can't. I can't stand boys. Oh, I, really? The little oh. gross boys. Yeah, no, I can't. I'm not good. Okay. I enjoyed the boys. I, I don't really like did. other people's kids. So. I just don't. Oh. I, I'm such a brat. I love that you are a teacher and like you do this beautiful, <laughs> wonderful work with kids. I don't oh. like other people's kids. And that's I, okay. I never that's thought that I would be a mom because I didn't like children. I love my really? own kids. Yeah. yeah. I'm not big on kids. Now, teenagers, I love teenagers. Yeah, my one daughter's like that. She doesn't like to play. No. So that little, the pretend stuff. No. Now, me, I was on a unicorn half of my life or a pretending to be a unicorn the other yeah. half. So uh, that's pretend that thing so is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could never yeah. do that. And I thought if I have to do Cub Scouts and I have to laugh at their stupid jokes and yeah. like do the things that they want to do, I can't. I just can't do it. <laughs> I, I actually enjoyed the boys, but I did run out of ideas. There, yeah. It got to a point where I was like, oh, it's time to yeah. be released. But then they released me just before my son went in. So I served 11 years and my son And never got to even be with your son. Oh, well, that that seems so weird and backwards. He went to all the the meetings before, but he wasn't a scout. But he wasn't even officially a scout. Anyway. So was there any other calling in the church that you, like, really did not want? Oh, I hated Relief Society. Oh, you did? I, I loved Relief Society. Relief Society. Okay, okay. It we are finding so something that's different about us. to me. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So we would, the, the president that I was under, you do not work for, you don't work with her. You work for her. Ooh. She's that, she is a micromanager. Anyway. So, so Yeah, and she would like, like, she would do these formal visits of moms that had... I'll tell you this one story. So okay. when the moms would have a baby, she would want us to go in formal visit, dresses, everything. And you would take the token casserole and the token blankets or diapers and mm-hmm. and visit with the mom. But she wanted it to be an official visit. She wanted it to be, we are here as representatives of the Relief the Society ward. and, yeah, the ward and anything we can do to help you. Yeah, right. Anyway, yeah. we'll have you the spam casserole. And yeah. So, anyway, we went into this one young mom, and I could tell right off something was not okay. Not okay. Oof. You could just look. You, you could see by the way she looked at that baby that <sighs> something was amiss. Yeah. And I just wanted to throw out all of this formal stuff and just give her a hug and tell her it's okay to resent that baby. Yeah. It is okay to feel like you have been totally violated and your life has been taken away from you. It is your okay life, to body's feel not like your that. Own. Your body's not your own. Yeah. You have no privacy, mm-hmm. no dignity left. It yes. is okay oh. to feel like that. But I didn't do it <sighs> because I was in that position of I was supposed to be there as the Relief Society president and motherhood is beautiful. And yeah. you know what I mean? And You're just supposed to pretend that everything's yes, fine. And that mom ended up being hospitalized mm. and she had postpartum depression so bad. And I, I regret that so bad. That's one yeah. of, that would be one of my Mormon asshole moments. There's one of your confessions for. Yep. That would be one but, because I yeah. felt moved. Something was moving me. Call yeah. it the spirit or whatever you want. I think it was just, just your wrap intuition. my arms around her and yeah. just tell her it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I didn't. And so 
There's one of those that's moments. A, yeah, that's one of those that like you can never get rid of and yeah, yeah, take back or change and make different. Yeah, I I have a bunch of those moments too. I'm, ugh, yeah, and then but also like like as you have like I have some proud moments too mm-hmm. where like um there was a a talk or a lesson that I had to give in young women's where um, we were talking about like their, their worth. And there was some, there was some part of the lesson that was talking about like that, you know, basically like that obedience increases your worth in God's eyes. Mm -hmm. And I said the absolute opposite. I just said, I just want you guys to know that like you came to this earth with infinite value Mm -hmm. and Nothing you do will ever change that. Mm-hmm. You cannot. And I even went so far as to say, you know, you being righteous and doing all the right things does not make you better than anyone who you yes. know, does anything wrong. Yes, that po- needs choices to that be you said. See as wrong. Yeah. And I just said, your value stays the same. Like mm-hmm. you're you are a daughter of God and nothing will ever change that no matter what you do. And yeah, one of the young women was like kind of confused like she had never heard that before she i think she genuinely thought that like she was getting points by you know being righteous and and we're totally taught that we are taught that like if you check all the boxes then you're better and god's gonna love you more but i said the opposite of that i was like god's not gonna love you anymore because i said god can't love you anymore he already loves Loves you an infinite amount yeah and it doesn't matter like right None of this matters is basically what I was saying, which is not the thing that they want Mm-mm. you to teach the youth. <laughs> no. Because yeah. they want you to prevent sinning. And well, they and they want to... to set up that cycle of guilt and shame yes. so that they, they need the church. So it's like, talk about the atonement, but not too much. Yeah. Like, don't make it sound too easy because then yeah. they'll think they can sin and just repent, you know? Right. Like, there's there really mm-hmm. is this idea. Not that I heard that specifically said, mm-hmm. but for sure there's a feeling yeah. about that, there right? There is that idea that's... Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, and the and Ugh. the whole us and them thing oh, yeah. is set up very very early. We have the truth. We have a responsibility to share it, but we have the truth. Yes. And so they And those poor people who don't have the truth. Yeah. yeah. They're poor pathetic souls mm-hmm. that need to be saved, mm-hmm. right? I would oftentimes feel pity towards mm-hmm. strangers. Mm-hmm. Like, do you have that? I I, I totally get it. And like now it's like, I just, they're just the same as me Mm -hmm. and we're all good Mm -hmm. and everything's fine. And yeah, of course your heart can go out to somebody who's suffering, but like I had no reason to pity them. Right. They were just somebody who didn't know Mm -hmm. the gospel and therefore I pitied them. Like they they don't need to be pitied. And and I get the pity now. Yes, now we're now, the ones that people I'm pity. Now I'm on the receiving end of the pity. Yes. Because she had the truth and she yes. left. And, yep. Yeah. And she let yeah. it go. Here, yeah. I'm going to pour so. a glass of wine. Listen to okay. this. Okay. <laughs> I won't take it all. I'll let you have the rest The rest of the bottle. <laughs> I love this wine thing. <laughs> it's very good. It's very good. But yeah, yeah. like... Now I definitely feel that like when I see like members of my ward and they see me out in the front yard in my tank top, I think that they're thinking, oh, she's so fallen and lost and, yeah, you know, yeah, lost from the from the church now. What was the oh, gosh, I swear I was having this conversation with somebody the other day about the time wasted 
the the time that we wasted mm-hmm. in the church, um, like I was saying, like the fear, the, so much time that I wasted being afraid of mm-hmm. things, being afraid mm-hmm. of something bad happening, whatever. And then the time wasted doing all the things that we thought mm-hmm. God wanted us to do, like church history, mm-hmm. where like you did so much, so much, yeah. I had I had a calling that was at least four hours a week, just <sighs> doing. I mean, the, the, being at the center. So you were working at the Family History Library? It was at our stake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was for family history, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So was the goal to get names to take to the temple? Well, to help other people get names to the temple. Okay, okay. So, And I did. I love that kind of work. I do love research. But I... That whole temple thing now, I look at that. I mean, stacks of cards that are probably... a foot high yeah. of the names that I submitted and and did the temple work. And yeah. the temple never did lose its um, eeriness to me. Yes. You know what I mean? So it was, it was not a, I don't know, it, not a great experience. Yeah. You know? But I did it because I was expected to do it. And yeah. Yeah. And then I would have other people help me and submit them to other family members and have them mm-hmm. do it. And, but yeah hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of names yeah and I'm, I'm really pretty good at it I'm yeah but I honestly think there's a connection to those people yeah it's not about the temple it's work. not about the... it's about they are part of me and yeah. I I think that's why you know I I, I was able to do it and, and yeah and yeah. why you still kind yeah. of love it and get yeah. super interested mm-hmm. in and yeah, like and it's kind of like I love like mysteries and stuff like that, Ooh, and so yeah. it's kind of like that too. Totally you mystery, know, it's, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of in my interest level, and yeah. And so anyway, but yeah, hours and hours and hours. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think I I mentioned this on my last episode maybe about just the time that that people waste doing temple work instead of spending time with their loved ones now, mm-hmm. instead yeah, of doing no kidding doing the work to. <laughs> build relationships mm-hmm. now with the people now like yeah. we we put away i think it's so easy in the church to like put away this life for the next why yeah. is that it's yeah. so messed up cuz it keeps us busy and not able to see the Ooh. see the man behind the curtain yes <laughs> the more busy you are yes the, the less likely you are to see and to feel really the real feelings mm-hmm. like cuz you just shove those down yeah yeah so that you don't like spend too much time Mm-hmm. worrying about the issues or the doubts or well whenever i would have those feelings i would think oh i'm not doing enough yeah i'm not reading my scriptures enough i'm not praying enough i'm not you know mm-hmm. that's from the devil if, it, <laughs> if you're doubting the church that's got to be from the devil and so mm-hmm. I, I always put it there you know and i i would do more and more and more to try and get rid of that feeling because yep. yeah even though there were really good reasons for for the doubt yeah yeah so so we shut off that part of our brain mm-hmm. that allowed us to think critical mm-hmm. and instead, you know, just made that go away and focused mm-hmm. on feeling the good spirit yeah. of putting a smile on and fake it till you make it and kind it, of stuff. And for me, too, checking off boxes, totally. I'm, I'm a task-oriented person. Mm-hmm. And so that was like visiting, teaching, done, you mm-hmm. know, the family history, done, mm-hmm. prayers, done. It was it was that a sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. that come from checking the boxes. Totally. And so totally. And a bit of self righteousness. Yes. You know, I look at my temple attendance. Was the good feeling because of the temple? No, because it freaked me out. Mm. Always did. It was from the 
being I able to did say it. you did. I win. You know, yeah. I went this many times this month. And yeah. Yeah. And I think even like bearing your testimony or feeling the mm-hmm. spirit feels like a self-righteous thing of like, mm-hmm. well, if I can cry, then that means I'm feeling the spirit, which also means that I'm righteous. Mm-hmm. And now, that's like an outward sign or something. Well, not only that, but it's a psychological phenomenon mm-hmm. that if you profess something, especially under duress, Ooh. like you're in front of people, that would be, yes. you know what I mean? You will start to believe it. And if you do it over and over and over again, you will begin to believe it. That's exactly, that's why, that's why they tell you have, you will gain a testimony by bearing by it. By bearing it. Yeah, of course you will. <laughs> because if you say something, especially yeah. like I say, under emotional or, uh-huh. or even physical duress, you know, mm-hmm. you're scared, then yeah, you'll, you'll start to believe it. Interesting. So, yeah. So we brainwash ourselves. Yeah, we do. That's that's how that works. Yeah. One of the things that bothers me so bad about my, when I was a Mormon asshole mm-hmm. was, so I have an aunt who raised all of her children. She's a, she's lives, her husband is from another faith mm. and the greatest guy, just the greatest guy. He works really, really hard, has supported their children through everything. I mean, they're very active children and he supported them through everything. And um, just a super, super human. Mm-hmm. And every one of those kids got married in the temple, and he got mm-hmm. to witness none of them. Yeah. He, he saw none of his children, even though he supported them through their whole, their he whole life. He sat outside the he temple. He sat outside. And he sat outside with his parents with the most dignity I've ever seen of anyone i'll cry because this upsets me so bad yeah to think that he he could do that and i like i said i i will probably have to face this coming up here pretty soon i'll have Mm. grandkids that will be married in the temple and i will be with the one on the outside and i just only hope i can do it with half as much grace as they did but it just would be really difficult to do that without feeling bitter oh i would be so bitter so bitter the one of the greatest moments of their life Mm -hmm. and you are not able to witness it yeah that uh, where all of you i look at the people that was inside the temple i was inside the temple with them Mm -hmm. they which i'm not even i mean i'm I'm a relative but and they were neighbors that really didn't even know them that well members from their ward that i mean yeah they might have been their primary teacher or something but not that but not their father not their father or their grandparents who were doting grandparents. I mean, they were wonderful grandparents. And they were allowed in to see this moment with their kids, but the the parents and grandparents, or the parent and grandparents were not. were not. And I remember with one of the kids, I believe it was the youngest one, I was sitting there with my mom and my aunt, and she, I said, it's very sad that he can't be in here. And she says he could if he wanted. He mm. could be here if he wanted to. And I agreed with her. Mm. At that moment, I agreed with her, and it just makes me sick. Yeah. Because now I look at that, and I think, he could have been in there if he, what, was willing to compromise his integrity mm-hmm. and say he believed something he didn't believe. Mm-hmm. Then he could be in there. Yeah. And that just, it makes me sick. That's one of my asshole moments. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is our confession. See, we have yes. this little confessional booth here. Yes. <laughs> And what is the what does the Catholic priest say? Go and sin no more. Hail Your Mary. sins are forgiven. Hail Mary. Oh, yeah. Say three Hail Marys and then you'll be fine. That's right. 
No, but I have a very similar <laughs> asshole moment. Okay, of, let's, at my let's wedding. Hear it. Yeah, because <laughs> when me and my um, husband got married, I was such a. I was the worst. I was such a judgmental Mormon. But his, so both of his parents had gone inactive years and years before. And so they weren't able to come to the temple. And um, one of them, I can't remember if it was the da- his dad or his mom, had said like, hey, you know, like, would you guys want to do like a some kind of a ring ceremony or something that we could be involved in, you know, before you do the temple? And And I just said no. I just said, I just said, no, the temple is our ceremony. And I didn't say to them this, but in my mind, and probably I said it to other people was, well, they could have been there if they wanted to. Exactly what Mm -hmm. what you're saying was said. Like they made their choice. It's not my problem that they can't come to the temple. I cannot tell you how much that that's my biggest one. That's my biggest, Mm -hmm. my biggest regret because here my husband was, I think he had an uncle there and maybe an aunt. I think maybe his grandparents were there. I can't remember a lot, but like his mom and dad and his brother, Mm -hmm. because his brother was younger. So his immediate family, that's his entire immediate family. Mm -hmm. None of them Mm -hmm. could be there. And here I am sitting high and mighty, like I'm some, you know, perfect person Mm -hmm. saying, sorry. Too yeah. bad. So sad. You could be here if you, you wanted could be to here. Be. Yeah. And we're not doing some special outside ceremony just for you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, how freaking shitty is that? I know. Okay. We're both assholes. Yeah. We were. Assholes. Yes. Absolutely <laughs> assholes. And and here's the thing. I do want to say that I don't think that all Mormons are assholes, right? No, and I, I don't either. Too. I don't either. And I'm just I hope saying that's these not are coming my, across. These are my asshole moments. There are absolutely I, asshole moments. Mm-hmm. And I call them that because they're moments I regret yes. so much. Me too. And I wish, I wish I'd have just known then what I know now and could totally. have said, he is not here because he does not believe. Yeah. And that's... <laughs> That and the so, church is wrong for yeah, dividing their are. family. The thing is, for, is in his religion, if the kids would have chosen his religion, everyone, including the children, mm-hmm, would have been be able there. to be there to celebrate that marriage. Yeah. You know, they actually a, care about families. A big, a big thing. Yeah. Because yeah. they, it, because a marriage is a family affair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yep. but not in the church. It's only for the elite. Mm-hmm. It's only for the people who pay their tithing mm-hmm. and follow the rules. And get, as my daughter says, gets the club card. <laughs> the club card. Yeah, <laughs> the club card. Yep. Oh. Yep. Yeah, and, that is so And wrong. the only reason we had those asshole moments mm-hmm. is because that's what we were taught to we do. We were taught. Yeah. That's, what we, that's how we were taught to believe. Mm-hmm. That's what we were taught to do. But how is it? I I'm asking your your listeners because yeah. I want to hear your answers. Okay. How is it that people like my daughter? Oh yes. Can figure out that's being an asshole mm-hmm. at twelve. Yeah. And it took me fifty three years. How is it that some people mm-hmm. can figure that out? If you're young and you figured it out, we want to hear. Yes. <laughs> yes. I had a cute little sixteen year old reach well, out to me and say she had figured it out and she'd been listening to my podcast and I thought. Good for you. I am yep. so happy for, for her. Yeah. I'm so happy for her that she figured it out. And and I do. I kind of think that the youth is smarter than we were. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, too. They're, yeah. they're much more connected to the world, first and of all. And more compassionate. And more compassionate. I think I'm that comes that with being. I'm seeing that in students. I'm seeing yes. that in students. 
I think when you are more connected to the world, you do automatically mm-hmm. become more compassionate. Yeah. And of course, the internet helps hugely with that because it just connects you. It can connect you to anyone across the entire right. world, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think the kids are figuring this stuff out. Yeah, I just I do don't too. think that they're buying the shit that we bought because we didn't have another option. We didn't have, mm. um, we didn't see any different way. I mean, my my entire world was my city of you know fifteen thousand mm. people. Yeah, it's it's Mine was like, smaller than that. Yeah, yours is even way smaller than that. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, it's like, I never saw beyond the border of my city, hardly mm-hmm. at all, you know, and you didn't, I mean, I guess some in TVs and movies, you saw some, but you didn't see it in real life and it's different. And I think our yeah. kids today are really, they have, because of technology, they really have the ability to more closely experience things from around the world. Mm-hmm. They're able to Google anything. I don't know. They just, so I think that they're learning so much faster than we did. And mm-hmm. getting real grasp of the world and different types of people and religions and customs and right. more than we had, yeah. you know, don't you think? I like never it, saw a, any other culture. I never no. saw. I mean, it was white Mormon culture. That was yes. it. That, until, yeah. you know. It was, it was the casseroles mm-hmm. and the, you know, just the way we do things. Yeah. Yep. And there were very few even that had divorced families. I mean, it was all, mm. you know, I, I wouldn't say everybody had a happy family, but of course they, didn't. they were all, you yeah. know, two parent families. Yes. And, same. You know, yeah. Mom same. stayed home. And yeah, I had a couple of friends in high school who had divorced parents, but they were the exception. Mm-hmm. They were the way more rare case. Like yeah. most of my friends had married parents. And now with my kids, most of their friends have divorced Mm -hmm. parents. Most of my siblings have been divorced at least once. You know, like it's just a way more common thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think that that's a sign that the world is going to shit. I think that's actually a sign that people are living their truth. (laughs) Yeah. That they're well, not just... especially women. Yes. Because I look at, like, the marriages stayed together when I was a kid, but the women were not. They, were they not had happy. no voice. Yeah. They were not happy. And mm-hmm. and even less so than, because my grandmother had a lot to do with my upbringing, mm-hmm. and she would talk about her generation, and wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, women had no rights whatsoever yeah. then, you know. And so now when, when they get their rights, they no longer will take the crap. And yes. so, so, yeah. And education and all of those things yeah. feed into yep. it. And so, yeah, like just because, you know, marriages didn't fall apart back mm-hmm. in the olden days, which they still did. But, you know, like it was more rare. People it stayed together. Rare. They didn't stay together for the right reasons. No, it was out of necessity. It was women, out of women could not support themselves. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. so I don't see it as, you know, Satan having an influence on the world. I see it as people living their truth and mm-hmm. actually like, you know, making the 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 best decisions for themselves in their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, of course, there's there's exceptions to everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, there's bad people. And of course, there's, you know, bad situations. But like for the most part, like people just because you've been married for 50 years does not. Yeah. mean you should be glorified no. No. that doesn't i mean if you've been happy for 50 years fantastic like that's wonderful but i just don't like i think the shame around divorce kept a lot of people together for a lot that of years probably shouldn't have stayed together that probably yeah. shouldn't have stayed together and like that just brings me sorry we're just like rambling on and on and we just go from topic to topic <laughs> 
but I just keep having other thoughts. But like my my sister was in a terribly abusive marriage, mm-hmm. and bishop after bishop after bishop kept oh. telling her to stay and stay. Yeah, you always did take. You know, if you take good care of him, he'll take good care of you. Mm-hmm. And he's the priesthood holder. He he held the priesthood the whole time he was abusing her. Mm-hmm. You know, he he was coming, he was going to church and, you know, doing all the things, holding all the con- and he And then he would come home and, and be physically and sexually abusive to his wife and verbally. Like, he was terrible mm-hmm. to her. And she tried so many times to get help and nobody would help her. Mm-hmm. Nobody would help her. And you, you know what ended up happening? time again. Yeah. And what ended up happening is she decided to go back to college. Yeah. And yep. then when she went to college, she met a guy. Yeah. And she cheated on her husband with this guy. And guess who was the bad guy in this situation? Her. her. Yeah. her. yeah. So she turned out to be yeah. the, the ward harlot, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and her husband always... Scarlet letter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that brings up another subject. <laughs> We can just keep going. But yeah, just the fact that like he always, everyone always thought that he was just the perfect guy, you know, Mm -hmm. and she saw an opportunity to get out of that shitty marriage and she took it. And thank God she did. Happy now. She is so happy. Did she marry the guy she had the affair with? Yep. And they're happy. Yep. And she's out of the church and she's so happy. And like, awesome. And, and, and her ex, I mean, he's been through two wives since her, I think. And he's abusive. Yeah. Women don't take it anymore. No, they don't. Even my generation as opposed to my my daughter. Yes. I'm like, yeah, you know, I can count the number. I I married a wonderful guy, but he just didn't do that kind of stuff. And I can count the number of diapers on one hand that he changed. Yeah, that he changed. Yeah. We had roles and. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I think, I think. My husband and I have had pretty traditional roles mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Like if I could start over now, things would be different. Yeah. Because I think I felt a lot of guilt even asking him to help, like mm-hmm. change diapers. Yeah. Or like even now, it's like hard for me to say, hey, hun, can you like, can you put the baby to bed? Not mm-hmm. the baby. She's not a baby. She's mm-hmm. 10. Can you help get her tucked into bed, you know, instead yeah. of me? Yeah. Um, even now, like those things are a little bit harder. But But I will say like... He steps up in a big way. He mm-hmm. does a lot more than he did when we had very young kids. Yeah. And I I honestly think he always would have. I just never yeah. asked him I, to. I, I, I never felt like too, I never maybe. felt like I could yeah. um ask him to do those things because that wasn't his role. Yeah. Right? And, and I was the same way. Yeah. It was I just didn't I probably just didn't ask. Yeah. Know, because yeah, and I see my brothers who are quite a bit younger than me, but they are so much more hands-on with their kids. Yeah. Oh, they're doing all the things. Oh, yeah. My son yeah. and son-in-law are so yeah. involved. Very involved. And I think they're closer to their kids because of it. Yes. So, yes. That yeah. really benefits them and their kids. Mm-hmm. Their relationships right? what, are better. What downside is there to that? There mm-hmm. isn't one. Like, yeah. everybody benefits. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. There were other, well, there were other confessions we had. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think because I I know we talked about multiple ones. Um, okay, my Things kids we did to our kids. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, okay. Here's one. Um, my son had a friend he was hanging out with, and the friend was not LDS. And one day he said, "Oh my God!" In you know when they were just playing or whatever. And my son came home. He was probably in fourth grade. He came home that day after hanging out with that kid, and he said, "Mom." You know, he said, oh, my God. And I said, you probably shouldn't play with him anymore. Mm-hmm. I've done the same thing. And then he went back to mm-hmm. that friend and said, my mom said, I can't play with you anymore. Oh. That, that hurts. 
That's yeah. that's just so icky. Yeah. So have you, th- these things that bother you, have you gone to these people Ooh. and talked to them? Because I want to so bad, I just don't yeah. know how to approach. Yeah. Ooh, that's a great question. I'm trying to think. Well, first of all, no, I haven't. I've apologized to my son for that one, but not to his friend. I don't even know who it was or, or you know, mm-hmm. where I would ever find him. My, my in-laws, no, I have not apologized to them. And I think about it all the time. Okay. I need to do it. There's a bottle of wine. And <laughs> yep, I need to do it. Invite them for dinner and say, yeah, yeah this I need is to my do confession. It. And I need to do it. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. I need to do it, I need to be too. pushed to do I, it. Because, I need to do it, too. Yeah. So that's one. And, and of course, you know, my son, I had, I have a bunch of apologies I've made to him and, and yeah, I would, I would judge him about everything. Cause you know, he figured it out early, like your daughter, he was maybe 12 or 13, 14. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was figuring it out and he was seeing the hypocrisy so bad. Not that he had any questions about the history of the church necessarily, but it was like, it was the hypocrisy. It was the, it was the members of the church that were acting worse than his non-member friends, you know, and he was just like, I don't get this, you know? So, um, but I judged him and I, I shamed him for Mm -hmm. not wanting to go to church. Um, I I don't know. I just, I made him feel terrible about himself. Um, when he didn't do the things I wanted him to do. Yeah. It's just like, it's so ingrained in us. There's like this control thing. Like we think we have to control them and if we don't, and if they make a bad decision, it's on us, right? Right. Like, that's the way it feels. Yeah. Well, and that's the way, I, that's what I saw, too. The mom, yeah. My mom was the master of guilt, still is, you mm-hmm. know. Or she tries. Doesn't work anymore. Doesn't but, work anymore. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but yeah I did the trips. same things to my kids. It just makes me sick. I wish I could just go back and, mm-hmm. and say, you know. Yeah. Do it different, but I can't. Yeah. I've apologized to him, but you can't go to every single moment, you know, where yeah. you did that. And Yeah. And so. I, every once in a while, like, I'll have a moment, like, pop into my head and I'm like, oh, that was shitty, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'll think about it and I'll be, like, calling my daughter up saying, you know that one time? Yeah, that was really shitty. I'm sorry. <laughs> and they're, and they, ex- they accept the apologies and they're. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. really, really great about it. Like, mm-hmm. better than I deserve. Yeah. Right? Like, all of my kids. Yeah. I feel so bad about my one of my daughters who, I mean, she she tried so hard to fit into the the Mormon box. And mm. and the, she was in a singles ward in college. It was awful. Mm. I mean, awful. It was like, oh, I, I look at it as... A holding bin Ugh. for you know what I mean. Gross. It was just like it was all about finding a mate, and the men would just like pick, and they would line up and in, in sacrament Ew, as so the creepy. girls as the girls are coming in and give them scores and stuff. You oh, know what I mean? It was just God. sick, That's so painful. So yeah. so she finally had had enough and and started looking elsewhere for yeah. for you know somebody to spend time with and and found this great guy. I mm-hmm. love him. And they started to live together, and I was so judgmental. I just, mm. some of the things I said to her, I just regret that so bad. Where yeah. she had found happiness. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But Instead all we of can trying, see is sin. Yeah. Instead yeah. of trying to to hook up with one of these, ew, gross. gross. Yeah. Yes, gross guys who really just wanted the little tiny dumb one. 
so that they could, you know what I mean? That's yes. what they were looking for. Yes, they is didn't the want... little tiny dumb, you know, that, that they could just lead around and have her do exactly what they wanted. Well, that was not my daughter. Yeah, you and can't so, have a mind of your own. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so so she wasn't she wasn't the ones they were one they were looking for. And then she found, you know, happiness and I judged her for it. Mm. I just Okay, there's another confession. Another yeah. asshole moment. Yeah. <laughs> so. so you, like, made her feel like she was, um, you know, doing something harmful by Well, I'm not so in. much harmful, but letting herself down. Ah. Letting down her standards. She yes. had always had the standard of getting married in the temple yeah. and a return missionary and, you know, a righteous priesthood holder. And and this young guy was, it wasn't a member and... Mm-hmm. and and I, I, that's how I think I said that. I think I actually said that. You're letting yourself down. Mm. That was so awful because yeah. he was, and I, I just love him. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that so crazy? <laughs> but so, when, when you're so indoctrinated in the church, you really can't see past that label of, mm-hmm. you know, Mormon or non-Mormon mm-hmm. or us versus them. You don't see past it. You're just like, yeah. but they're not one of us. Right. And that, and that is sinning and that is not mm-hmm. okay. You know, so. And not good enough for my daughter. Love. Yeah, it yes. can't be love because it'll never last. It yeah. Isn't, yeah. Because I, they've uh, taught us it's counterfeit. Mm-hmm. If it's not the way that we're told to do it, mm-hmm. then it's not real. Mm-hmm. That love is not real. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So and then, gross. And then my son, too, he got, he he actually had a baby before they, <laughs> they weren't even together, but they, they mm. had a baby. Mm-hmm. He did not dare come to me. Mm. We did not know about this little guy for a full year because he was afraid to tell us parents. That is sad. You know? Yeah. That that says, I I just need, instead of a scarlet, (laughs) instead of the A for adultery, I need (laughs) A for asshole. That was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Anyway. I mean, and that's a painful thing because you can't get that time back with Mm -mm. your grandbaby. Nope. But you get you get the time now. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's and like, like, but you, like you say, I I missed that year of you know yeah. the first coos and the snuggly little baby and the, he yeah. was walking before we before we ever even knew him knew him. Yeah. What do you so. think would have been your response had he come to you and told you? Would you have? I don't I, know. It's so hard to I say. I probably would have. the The thing is, is on that I it's probably for the best in that. I would have stalked her. I kid oh, you not. Yeah. Because yeah. if they hadn't they, they didn't get married no, or yeah. No, they weren't even I don't I don't think at the time they were in love, you know. Yeah. It was just one of those things and yeah. and, and she, she chose to have the baby and, and keep the baby which I'm so glad, you know. Yeah. But if if I'd have known about him and they weren't together, I would have been that creepy lady in Walmart following her around, you know. What I mean? Like, it's that this? lady again, you know. Oh, so it probably funny. is for the best. I don't know. Yeah. I, it's hard to say. Yeah. You know, but but, but I there I are do. a lot of times when I think, what if? What if I had figured out, you know, mm-hmm. the truth so long ago? Like, how would have these interactions gone differently? How mm-hmm. would things have been different? Yeah. And I think about her, too, because he was traveling all over the place. And so. For work? Or, yeah. Okay. And so. We could have been the help she needed. Yes. You know what I mean? She, yeah. Young, very young and was single she on her mom. Own and, and, I mean, her parents were there, but she was yeah. trying to live mm-hmm. in a little house and, and do it on her own. And we could have helped her. Yeah. You know? But it, 
he didn't feel like he could trust me. And I, I, he's probably right. He probably couldn't, mm. you know. That's so. a really hard thing. Hey. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Good. You relaxing? Yeah. We're having <laughs> a good time. Are you done? You have to we're have it quiet. We're recording, have have... so it's <laughs> have to be in a closed space. Well, the downstairs echoes, and so there's too much. You're growth. done. No, we're not done. No, we're we're not... still recording. Yeah, you're on. You're we're on video we'll now. You're being you. recorded. Do you want some wine, <laughs> honey? I love wine. <laughs> He's like, get me out of here. <laughs> He's probably up here checking to see if it's the ghost. <laughs> Could be. We should so, we should like have a little seance and invite the ghost to come yeah. have some wine with us. Yeah, we could. But our listeners have no idea what we're talking about. Her house is haunted. She she lives Nancy lives in a haunted house and she has ghosts um, that especially like to hang out in this room that we're in. This room um, in the bathroom. I don't know what they have with bathrooms, but that is so I like weird. Like to flush the toilet. Um no yeah. your toilet yeah. like randomly flushes oh yeah 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 it's, it's <laughs> you just went in that bathroom <laughs> i did just go in that bathroom no. you are scaring the you're shit safe. out of me <laughs> they're nice ghosts right? i've never felt threatened i have That's never so ever felt threatened when my ba- when my youngest was a baby mm-hmm. i would sit down to nurse him mm-hmm. and would feel the presence of somebody looking over my shoulder and my husband he th- he thought it was a pervert yeah. <laughs> some ghost pervert and I said no it's probably a mother you can tell you can tell when there's another present a woman's presence in the room Ooh, I can anyway yeah. and I was, it's another woman it's yeah a, yeah she's uh, a mother she's not mm-hmm. a voyeur yeah just, <laughs> just making sure I'm doing creepy. it right she's probably nurse yeah. night of her own yeah yeah she probably did <laughs> yeah so oh, anyway, gosh. but yeah, just it's yeah. an old it's an old farmhouse. It's a hundred and it's built in nineteen eleven. So what is that? Ooh, 110, 11 yeah, years 100, old. Eleven years old. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. So anyway, it's got so, some yeah. history. My kids swear that our house is haunted, but I just do not believe it. So, but it's totally possible. I mean, we're the first people that have ever lived in our house, but that doesn't mean. Yeah. It can't be haunted necessarily, but uh-huh. I don't, I just don't, I'm not sure what I believe when it comes to that stuff. See, and I, that's the part that keeps me in that there's got to be an afterlife because of yeah. that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because you've be something because we've had Somebody's experiences. Somebody's flushing your toilet. And nobody, even when we were in the church, could answer that. You yeah. Know? I mean, our son would not, I mean, he's huge and he would not stay here alone. He's afraid. <laughs> Yeah. This big burly man, yeah, and he's yeah. terrified he was, of the he ghost. He was afraid he would he would leave whenever we were gone. Yeah, mm, there's a show called like. The Others. Have you seen that? Mm-mm. And it's I think it's called The Others. Anyway, it's this house that's haunted, and come to find out, the people who are trying to figure out who the ghosts are are actually the ghosts. Oh no! Have way. you seen that? You haven't no. seen it. It's, it's really good. It's been a long time since Interesting. I've seen that. Interesting. I think it's called The Others. It's kind of like you know the Sixth Sense. Like where he's trying to figure out. Do you remember that show? Oh, now that sounds familiar. Now I don't too. want to give it away in case you haven't seen it. But like, it's the kid who sees dead people, and he's like got this therapist that's working with him, and and they're trying to figure out what's going on with his mental health and uh-huh. who the dead people are that he's seeing. And and he's the ghost. Away. Yeah, he's the dead. Yeah, person. the same thing. Yeah. I can't remember the name of. I think it's called the others. The others. Any of the listeners know? Let me know. Yeah. Watch that again. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Message us and tell us what it is. (laughs) Anyway. And if you haven't seen it now, we just gave it away. (laughs) 
So <laughs> That's right. It's fine. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Well, it's not a new movie, so if you haven't seen it, it's your own fault. That's right. It's your own fault. It's your own fault. Your Although own. I... <laughs> You could choose to. You could have chosen yeah. that to see the movie. Not my fault. Yeah, I am. I am known in my family as being the spoiler. Like I spoil, you spoil everything. I spoil movies. I have spoiled way too many movies. I have spoiled. I have spoiled uh, sporting events where I've told who won because I saw it and my husband didn't. And I mean, I they are so mad at me about this. Um, one time I was teasing with my son. Because he was staying out too late and I, he was at his friends and I kept texting him and saying, you got to get your butt home. And he wasn't home. And he's like, mom, we're watching a movie. It's almost over. And I'm like, what movie is it? And he said it was seven. And I'm like, well, the head's in the box. (laughs) So you can come home now. He was so mad at me. And get this. I've never even seen that freaking movie. But I just knew that that was the ending. Oh, that's funny. And so I was kind of being a sarcastic little you know brat but i didn't realize how big of a deal it was that i spoiled that ending he has never forgiven me for that so i spoil my family's history (laughs) okay so my family is descendants of mayflower oh the the people that come over on the mayflower yeah so anyway it was the big this big thing in my family that mary chilton who is our relative was the first woman to set foot on plymouth rock no way. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. so no. I did the research. Yeah. Mary and it's Chilton not true. was not the first one off the boat, and there was no rock. <laughs> I was in so much trouble for that. Yep. That's Isn't one, that so another thing. Perfect. It's Find just the like truth the church. And nobody wants to hear. Nobody it. wants to hear yep. the truth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. The stories are passed down, and they're probably exaggerated, and they're they're made like super special and wonderful. Like our ancestors did this, and then you're like, actually, <laughs> yeah. Guess what? <laughs> it's not exactly how it happened. Um, yeah. Oh, that's so, funny. Yeah. Anyway, that is kind of way fun. funny. But yeah. My sister was mad at me for I don't know how long. Really? Yep. Yeah, because, because you told her the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she wanted to believe that yeah. your ancestor was the first, first person, person to touch put, put or their foot on Plymouth Rock. Well, the the rock, I guess, what didn't appear chances? for like a hundred years after. <laughs> there was no Plymouth Rock. <laughs> oh my gosh! So That's anyway, funny. yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a good story. Um, good, yeah. good story. But good, good story. Yeah, it's just like so. it's just like the the restoration of the church. It's a great story. It is a great story. It's just not true. Well, and it's pretty. It isn't really a great story. <laughs> I mean, if you put that in a literary literary context, I mean, it could be pretty fascinating. There's I don't some pretty know. Weird shit that We're, happens. <laughs> I would put it in sci-fi, maybe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Totally. And or, drama. Yeah, or very fantasy. We fantasy. put it in fantasy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But That's I feel kind like. Of the world he lived in. Yeah. If they made like a full-blown movie about the entire thing, I would watch that. Yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. Actually, I would hope that it would be a series, you know, like <laughs> just do the whole series and I would watch all of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, because there was so much weird shit that happened. Mm. Weird shit because he made it up. Yeah. 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 It didn't actually happen. <laughs> But that would be what would be what's so cool is there's like, weird shit in Lord of the Rings yes, too. Exactly. You don't see me worshiping Frodo. Totally, totally. Yeah. You don't see a whole religion around no. it. 
No. And there's actually <sighs> a better message yes. in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. You know? Those who those who should we yield the power are those who do not seek it. Ooh. That's the message. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No so, kidding. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. There's better messages in so many yeah. other contexts than yep. the gospel message. Which brings me to my other point. Okay. Ooh, yes. How much okay. space have you got? <laughs> I got plenty. <laughs> so, okay, so this summer, well, last summer, my high school literature teacher died. Okay. And I was feeling so guilty. <laughs> and I, I left church and everything, but I was feeling so guilty because I had lied to her. And we were supposed <gasps> no to have read way. the Scarlet Letter. And I, <laughs> I, I wrote the paper. I don't know how I wrote the paper, but it was it was based on nothing I had read. So <laughs> anyway, so this summer. I did that so many times. That this summer that bothered me. You did it so many times? Oh, yeah. I, oh, I don't okay. think I read a single book in high school. Like I really? faked all my book reports. Yeah. Well, I read continually when I was in high school, I but it was read. none of that stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't want to read the classics. Yeah, no. So anyway, this summer, I was like, I feel so bad about that. I'm going to read it. I read it and I realized how bad I have cheated myself. Really? Yeah. Is it a good book? I've never good, read it. <laughs> beautiful message. Really? Far better than what I the Book of Mormon that I read. I don't know how many times. And so after that, I'm like, what else did I miss? And mm-hmm. so I started picking up the classics, and that's yeah. what I did this summer. And I am so glad I did. Really? Yes. I haven't read any of them. House of Seven Gables is amazing. I've never read it. Great Expectations. Um, I actually have read that one. Yes. And Moby Dick. I've never read that. Beautiful story. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just like. Yeah. Interesting. And so, and for Christmas, I'm going to read the the Christmas Carol, the real life. The real you know? one. I've seen it in plays and stuff, in right. the movies, but yeah. There's so, so many different versions thing. of it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So the actual so, Dickens Christmas yeah. Carol. What you can do when you're not reading the Book of Mormon over and over and over, yes. over and over again. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot you can do. Mm-hmm. A lot of other things I could yeah. do. I probably read the Book of Mormon eight, between eight and ten times probably. Think how many books I could have read. I know. Like, the Book of Mormon is 531 pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read it three Another times time in wasted. between conferences when after I had my bishop, the interview with my bishop that blew up. Yeah. So I was trying very hard to make you it You read it work. three times over? Three times between conferences. So between October and April, uh-huh. I read it three times. But each time got worse. worse. I saw more and more and more problems mm-hmm. in it because something had been turned on. Yes, that's exactly how I would describe my experience, mm -hmm. too. Something, once that had been... It was like a switch in my brain. Once that switch Mm -hmm. had gone, because me, too, I read read the Book of Mormon the last year of of being in the church, and I decided, you know, I'm going to read it again. It had had been a couple years since I had read it, Mm -hmm. and so I said, I'm going to read it again and see, you know, how I feel. I'd been researching some stuff, but I really wanted to stay. Mm -hmm. I wanted it to mean something. And I read it and I felt nothing. Mm-hmm. I felt an absolute void of anything mm-hmm. good, praiseworthy, um, mm-hmm. beautiful, you know, all the things that it says in the article face. What does it say? Faith. Anything virtuous, lovely, lovely or good, good report, report or praiseworthy. praiseworthy. I, I felt none of those yeah. things. See, and I not only that, but could see that makes no sense. This mm. makes no sense. Now, wait a minute. That the whole the whole history part of it, like the spoils of war, mm-hmm. that's a social phenomenon. You you, you conquer a nation, mm-hmm. you inherit their their, their technology. Mm-hmm. Where did it go? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. when the conquistadors got here, they were fighting with flint arrows. Mm-hmm. So where did all of those? Yeah, all the you supposed know? steel, yeah, and steel, and the all swords those weapons and the weapons and, and the chariots. Where did the... it go? Just dropped off the face yeah. of the earth somehow yeah. magically. See, I never, I still never thought about those things. I just felt nothing good from it, and I also felt like God was. Um, an angry, mean mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't feel love yeah. from it. I didn't. And that's one of my, that was one of my shelf items too. It's yeah. like, this isn't the God I know. Yeah. This isn't. And I, I don't even use the word God anymore, but yeah. yeah. It was like, I felt like I knew God. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had a great relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I talked to God every mm-hmm. day. I always prayed. I always, I mean, even just, you know, in my mind all the time, mm-hmm. like literally all day long. I still I would, do. Yeah, I still do. It's see, not. It's I not the same God. Now it but, feels yeah. weird to me. I really, know. I still have to figure all that see, out. That that presence that is just so much peace for me. Yeah, I know there's something. I don't. See, I, I can't find tell you that. what it is, but it's. I need to find that because I feel like this light switched off, and I was not. I've never been able to like reclaim that or to even reconfigure it into something more you know, that feels right to me mm-hmm. because I just rejected it all. I shut it all down. I shut it all down. Yeah. I, no, that makes away. sense though. Yeah. Because you stop trusting. Yes. And when you stop trusting everybody else, you also stop trusting yourself. Totally. It's in there. It really mm-hmm. is in there. You'll find it. Yeah. I think I'll, I think I'll get there. I think I'll get to that place of like discovering that part again but I feel like, yeah, I've just gone through this the last few years of just completely everything. Everything spiritual in me was just like shut down. Mm-hmm. And 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 then so then I only wanted to accept things that were tangible. Mm-hmm. And no, oh, I yeah. think that I think that's very it's normal. I think that's pretty natural. Yeah. A natural. Yeah. When you think reaction. about it, you've been burned. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Like it's like, completely yeah. deceived. Yeah. Dece- yeah. Deceived. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's, there's a reason why mm-hmm. th- that was my coping mechanism was mm-hmm. to just shut it all down. Yeah. You know, yeah. throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely what I did. <laughs> no. It's... Which I'm fine with. I really don't judge myself about my journey. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm okay. Yeah. Whatever, whatever direction my journey takes me, I'm fine with. Yeah. I, I, I really have dropped the judgment about it, which is yeah. so huge. That's a huge and, part and, of it. And I can no longer tell you what that looks like, what that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that too. Not yeah. having the answers is fine. And also so. feeling like that could be the answer for me, but it might not be for you. You know what I mean? Right. Like allowing everyone mm-hmm. to have their own truth. Their Absolutely. Own, their yeah. own belief around whatever it is, because mm-hmm. like there's no need to like convince anybody else of what I believe to mm-hmm. say, no, there is no God. You Isn't know? that nice? Yes. To not be responsible for making somebody <laughs> believe something. Oh yes. my God, really? What kind of a God? <laughs> you right, know? right. It's but don't like, you think it is ingrained you, in us that whole missionary oh, thing? Yeah, yeah, you were responsible. Yes, for getting everybody else to heaven. Really, yep. I yep. have no control over totally. their minds, over their actions, but I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. That is. But then when we learn sick. the church, we want to tell everyone that when we learn the truth. What did I say? The learn learn, learn the, the church. church. When we learn the truth, we want everyone to know what we know, and we want to convince mm-hmm. them to leave the church mm-hmm. or something. You know, like yeah. there's definitely I've had that. I still have that. All the time. Do you? I'm like, oh, my dad needs to know this. Oh, my mom needs to know this. I need to share this with my sister, you know, because it's just ingrained in me. I They need to know what I know, you know, yeah. because they would leave the church if they knew what I know. But guess what? They might not. Oh, sometimes it'll make them double down. Yes. But but I 
that has not been a thing for me. I've, really? I've, I've been okay to just say. Just leave it. Yeah, you, yeah. You're in that space. I'm in that space. But I expect the same grace from them. For sure. And uh, and I don't and Have get they given that. it to you? Mm-hmm. Oh. No. I mean, there's some that do. But yeah. for the most part, it's like we're not talking about this, mm-hmm. you know. And which is fine, mm-hmm. but because that's better than the alternative yeah. of being like lectured or. But, but told then that I you hear what to... they say behind my back too. Jeez. <laughs> really, sucks. just give me the same grace I'm giving you. That's all yeah. I ask. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Everybody but is. in the church, judgment is the is the number one thing we mm-hmm. learn. It's like make sure to judge everyone for what they're not doing mm-hmm. or what they are doing. And yeah, because it makes you sp- feel special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have the truth totally. yeah, yeah the truth yep mm. it blows me away to think that my critical thinking really did not develop until i was in my 50s i know weird huh? and it was because i was stunted by the church do you think though that you did have some critical thinking skills around other areas oh, of your yeah, life absolutely but when it absolutely. came to religion it was like shut off well it was the shelving Yes. I, I shelved, I shelved, I shelved. The and thought I know stopping. That, yeah, the thought stopping. I would shelve it all where this mind is fully capable of critical thinking. But why were those taboo things? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? On mm-hmm. that shelf, why was that taboo? Mm-hmm. I should have critically. Yep. We should have been able to think critically about time ago. all the areas of our life, mm-hmm. not just everything except religion. Yeah, except religion. What we believed. Mm-hmm. And that's why I am so dead set on, because it would be so easy to just say, let's just pretend. But Mm -hmm. I am not going to, because I do not want any of my posterity thinking they have to stay in because I did. Because that's the whole reason I stayed in the temple. I wanted to run. Yep. And that's the whole reason I didn't is because I'm like, okay, grandma and grandpa did this. Grandma and grandpa loved Yes. Great lives. They did. You know what I mean? And Well, and I've just decided that staying silent Mm -hmm. means that you agree. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but Mm -hmm. like it's compliance. It's it's being part of the problem. And so I cannot be silent. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be. And see in here... In town, I I pretty much have to because I kid you not, they would come mm. against my grandkids. They they seriously That's would. So ugly. It would be. Yeah. They would be. Yeah. That's so. It hard. would be either our grandsons would have to choose between us, and the, and, and you can't have that either. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is, so many so, people are put in situations like that mm-hmm. where, and it's just survival. It's like, well, I have to do this. I mean, I, don't you feel bad for like? Oh, sorry. My brother has been out of the church for years um, mentally, mm-hmm. but he still goes to church with his wife mm-hmm. to just keep the peace. Mm-hmm. And like, I just don't, it's so painful. I know lots painful. of people like that. Yeah. It's so, so painful. Yeah. They can't really speak their truth or live authentically. Mm-hmm. And I totally get like, there's, it's not just black or white. There's a whole mm-hmm. spectrum of, you know, how you show up in the world as far as like your belief goes, like, Mm -hmm. you know, that just because you maybe aren't, you know, preaching from your rooftop about the church not being true doesn't mean you're not living authentically. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm living authentically. Absolutely. But what I can't do is be vocal about. Yes. How I feel about the church. Totally. I I just have to. Totally. And And I I, I do believe that everybody is where they are. They need to be, you know. Yes. My daughter needs it just as bad as I need to not, you know. Yeah. And so I get that. And out of respect for her, I don't say anything negative about the church. Yeah. But that part is kind of hard when I have to bite my tongue, especially if they start 
oh, glorifying Joseph Smith. Then yes. I'm like, really? Yep. You know, this yep. man was a yep. I totally know. I'm the same way. Like, we have to bite our tongues Mm -hmm. to preserve relationships. I have to do Mm -hmm. that all the time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. And it's it's more like like me wanting to, like, in my small little circle of my husband and my kids, like, in the beginning of my faith crisis, I genuinely thought, you know, I'm going to let my kids, you know, decide which, you know, like, it was right before my daughter was turning eight. Mm Mm-hmm. And my other daughter was still fully in. And I I really genuinely thought, you know, I'm just going to let them figure stuff out mm-hmm. and do their thing. Mm-hmm. But the more time went on, the more I was like, no, hell no. I mm-hmm. They have to know the truth. I mm-hmm. have to speak up. I have to say the things. Mm-hmm. I have to tell them about this church that they are supporting. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't, I couldn't let, especially my queer daughter, who was fully in and fully believing and yeah. thinking that like she had to fix something about herself. Yeah, that there was something wrong. I was just her. like, you have to know. Here, Here's how the church actually started. So here's she was the, the one story. that was still in? Mm-hmm. Really? Yep, she was the last one to leave. Oh, bless her heart. I know. Yeah, she was the most spiritual, most devoted to the church. She did, you know, she went to the temple all the time. For fun, she would go to the bishop's storehouse. Like, that's what she would well, do that, for fun. She just has a serving heart. She has like. an absolutely serving heart. Yeah. She's the most generous, sweet, yeah, person. And and that really, everything in the church just like filled her up and made her feel like, like special and, and like, you know, and she just wanted to give and serve and love mm-hmm. and, and all the things. And she felt lots of spiritual, had lots of spiritual experiences, you know, mm-hmm. all this stuff. But then it was like. I just could not let her not love herself completely. Right, right. I was just like, as long as you're in the church, you can never be you. Yeah. So I've thought about that a lot. If my kids were still young, how would I would how I would handle it? I think yeah. I would do just that. I would let them choose, but they would have all the facts. That was it. Yeah. It was, was like, like, okay, that's it's one thing to let them choose. And I still did, obviously, mm-hmm. but it's like they need informed consent, which mm-hmm. is the thing that Jacqueline yes. always talks about. But it's true. Like, that is a huge problem with the church. I am totally fine with people being members and, you know, believing whatever the hell they want to believe. But when they're completely ignorant mm-hmm. to what the actual facts are, mm-hmm. that's where I get frustrated. And, and in when pain. they choose to be ignorant. And if they're in pain yes! and ignorant, then it's like, no, you need to They're actually to suffering know. Yes, because yeah. of what they think is... Mm-hmm. Truth. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. causing pain to somebody else, like their, yes. one of their children or something. Then totally. I yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah. So hard, though. So, yeah. So that that was really, that was really, like, a big reason why I just needed my kids to know the truth. And I know that's maybe not how everybody wants to to no. approach that. Because I know I that's, that's a huge, that's a huge issue. As soon as we left the church, I mean, so many conversations between my husband and I of, like, what are we going to do with our kids? What are we going to tell our kids? Mm-hmm. How are we going to deal with this with yeah. our kids? And at first I thought, well, if our kids aren't in the church, they're not going to have any moral compass, which yeah. is bullcrap. Oh, everybody thinks that. Everybody thinks everybody that. Everybody thinks that. Because and it's just not true. When I first when I first left, I thought if I was still in and my kids were, or if I was leaving and my kids were still young, I would probably stay in just simply because, you know, it's a good way to raise your kids. And now I'm looking at it and thinking, really? Yeah. I have three daughters. Is it really a good <laughs> Is way? Is it a good to... way? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can see the whole picture. I yep. think a lot of people are very capable of raising children outside of the church and doing yes. a really good job. I've seen some very successful people. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> totally. And yeah. then, and then also, like, I don't necessarily regret my upbringing. Totally, mm-hmm. like, I I don't necessarily think that my life was worse necessarily because I was in the church. I mean, clearly, I have to unlearn a lot of crap, but. But I had a good life. Like, mm-hmm. I can't really complain. Mm-hmm. And and surely the church does raise great people. Like, there's a lot of amazing Mormon people. Mm-hmm. But I think for much of the the majority of people, they just have their head, head in the sand. Right. And yeah. they don't they don't think critically. About- I, I look at my childhood and I think it was it was good, too. But then I think I did feel second class for sure as a as a girl. Yeah, because I looked at like my brother. I mean, I was an outdoor kid. I loved the outdoors mm. and stuff. And he got to go on all these amazing hiking uh, things, the campouts, the campouts and stuff. And we learned to crochet. Uh huh. You know, and just and, sew on buttons. Yeah, <laughs> and and the fact that he at twelve. Is it 12 when they get the priesthood? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, he at 12 had more authority than my mom. Oof. You know yeah, what I what mean? Is wrong with and that? as a as a I would have been seven or eight at the time. I was able to see that. Interesting. You know what I mean? At that young, I could see that. I so never it was, noticed that. Really? It no. Just, yeah. They he, they do have more authority because they yes. have the priesthood. And, yeah. Yeah. So. Interesting. That's, that's sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. And, and so, women are 100% mm-hmm. we are second class mm-hmm. in the church. But guess what? When I was in the church, I didn't see that. Oh, I didn't either. I thought, I believed all of the pedestalizing mm-hmm. of mothers yeah. and women. Yeah. And like, oh, they're just so great. Yep. I and they're so needed. They're, and you know. I, I kept thinking, I don't want the priesthood. That's just one. Me that's too. just one job they can't give to me. You yep. know, they have me do as the priesthood. Yes. Yes. I could not understand why Kate Kelly even was doing yeah. that whole thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm so confused by her. Why the hell does mm-hmm. she want the priesthood? And now, duh, I yeah. get it. Yeah. Because it's like representation mm-hmm. matters. Yeah. Like these little girls who grow up never seeing mm-hmm. a woman. Ever, not even in the leading. Godhood. I mean, not no. even in, you know. No, because you now we can't even talk about Heavenly Mother. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so sad. And it's, it's only because like, there's multiple Heavenly Mothers. <laughs> like, they can't bring yeah. up the polygamy can't thing. Can't bring that huh? up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so sick. So uh, wrong. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so wrong. <laughs> anyway, I just think about, you know, w- women like, okay, so I had a friend who... She married a man after his first wife died. Okay. And so and her her kids got the headstone for for their mom with him oh. on this side and her on this side so that mm-hmm. if she was to be buried by her husband, she'd have to be buried by their mother. And <laughs> but the fact that oh my gosh. that she went into that willingly, yeah. knowing that you know that I'm going to have to share him throughout eternity. That mm-hmm. And believing that, mm-hmm. I just, mm-mm. Yeah. No. And I have a good friend who um, lost her husband very young, like maybe at 25 or something. Mm-hmm. Her husband died mm-hmm. in a car accident. And then, and she did have some children with him, but she, she remarried after that and, and had a couple more children. And she's been with him now, you know, 25 years or something. 
And she can't be sealed to him because she's right. sealed to her first Not husband. Not only that, but his children yes. go to her first husband in uh, the way they believe. The way they believe it. it that is so, I, I think that is so unfair for a man to go through life yeah. thinking that that is the yeah. And I genuinely want to, like, I would love to ask her, like, what do you think about this? But of course, Mm -hmm. I'm not a safe person anymore. And and she's super TBM. I don't know how she would answer that. But it's just so wrong. It's so backwards. And what about the one, what was the one polygamous wife of Joseph Smith's who, um, she was actually, she actually married someone, her her sweetheart. She married her sweetheart after Joseph had asked her. Yes. And then was sealed to Joseph later. And by what they believe, yeah, his children, because she stayed married to this guy, yeah. his children would be Joseph's. Yeah. So isn't that isn't that also true of Emma? Because she married another man after Joseph died, right? And didn't she have children with him too? I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure she did. But also, even if she sweet. didn't, that man raised Joseph's children because mm-hmm. they were young when he died, mm-hmm. and then but they're all sealed to Joseph, like. The theology so just doesn't sick. make it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. No. And and the whole you're sealed to your spouse, but yet and your children are sealed to you, but then they're sealed to their spouses and yes. their children. And then it's like it. So it why doesn't does any of the sealing stuff even matter right. outside of just your spouse? Mm-hmm. Because right, because mm-hmm. it's like why does the whole you know no empty chairs family think it? Because that My could go. Favorite scene. Oh, I freaking hate that. <laughs> But like that could go on forever and ever. Like mm-hmm. you, like what? No empty chairs of what family? Like mm-hmm. is that your family? Is it your children's family? Is it your parents' family? Is it your? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and then, I like, do. You, it makes it, no it branches sense. off in a million directions. So I remember, like, when my parents got divorced and stuff. I remember just thinking, well, you know, it's just me and my husband. Like, because mm-hmm. I was already married by the time they divorced. But like, I didn't. I always just like pushed that idea out of my mind. Like, I don't know. Cause then my dad remarried and, and all the things. And it's like, well, who am I sealed to? And then I'm like, I don't even care. I'm sealed to my husband. That's all that matters. Like none of the other stuff matters, but that's, that's the whole thing is like, they, it's almost like they want it to be confusing because it can't make total sense. But then when you're in the church, you think it makes total sense. (laughs) So we're back to that critical thinking. Yes. So, I mean, it's almost like this whole circular, like it just, we just could go round and round. I know. I know. It is so crazy. It's insane. Why did it take me 50 years, 53 years to figure, you know, even though I had shelf items, why did it take me 53 years to figure that out? I don't know. You know? And it's like that moment when you realize, okay, all of these apologetic answers for this and this and this and this and this, I started to see it as a brick wall. With all these mm. cracks mm-hmm. in the in the bricks. And it's like, okay, we can patch that brick. But then there's this crack down here. Right. We can patch that brick. But there's this crack up here. And it was like, eventually you have to say, there's one patch that yeah. solves it all. Yeah. And it's just that to it's not true. To tear down the wall. Yeah. <laughs> in the words of Pink Floyd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and yeah. here's the other thing about the apologetics is that... One argument, one apologetic about one issue. They mm-hmm. might use one argument, but then it brings up another issue. Yes, it causes then, a problem with the other. Yes, yeah. and then with the other issue, you yeah. can't use the same argument. Yeah. So you you have to, if you're an apologetic, you have to just 
deal with one issue at a time, mm-hmm. like one crack at a time, mm-hmm. and you can solve and that crack. And they do. Crack. It's almost like they have specialists. Yes. Yes. <laughs> There's one. I, I can I'm fix this crack. I'm the polygamy specialist. Well, I'm the. <laughs> yes. And I'm the Book of Abraham Book of Abraham person. specialist. Yes. Yeah. And then the, the yeah. problem that solves this, it causes a problem somewhere mm-hmm. else. Yeah. And it's then, like that brick wall. Totally. You repair the crack here and it causes more fractures in this brick below. Totally. It's it's just crazy. And then you so. have to you have to use a different a different way of patching the crack uh-huh. for every single yeah. crack too, yes. right? Like they don't yeah. all, it. it's not one thing that can solve all of it, which is yep. a clear and sign that it's all just bullshit, right? Yeah. Like the it just one doesn't... thing is to tear down the wall. Yeah. The one thing that works yeah. is to take. And then it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, but like I say, I can't figure out why it took me that long to figure it out when my daughter yeah. had figured it out at 12. Yeah. And, and it wasn't just that I'm not doing that because it's stupid. It's like, that makes no sense, mom. You know, that, that whole gold plate thing, that, that makes no sense. That, yeah, she just wasn't yeah. buying into Mm-mm. it. And my, and my son, too. too, he was a little bit older. He's, you know, like junior, senior. Mm. But he figured it out really early, too. Why did it take me so long? I don't know. I don't think I'm stupid. See, for my kid, yeah, no, no, no. Of course you're not stupid. And that's what we were talking about earlier. I'm like, know. intelligence has nothing to do with it, right? I, I've read a few books. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no dummy. <laughs> I've gone to a good school. <laughs> Actually, I don't know where he went to school. No, no, either. Probably BYU. <laughs> um, oh. But, oh, crap. What was I going to say? Oh, um, my son, and I, I think we talked about this on the episode where I interviewed him, is um, he said that what he noticed was that the people who were in the church were not acting they were the they were the jerks at school. Mm-hmm. They were the rude kids. They were mm-hmm. the you know they were not the ones acting like Jesus. And mm-hmm. like he saw that because he could compare. He had friends that weren't Mormon, and he had friends that were Mormon, mm-hmm. and he saw a very distinct difference. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a good difference. Like we all love to think when we're Mormon, like oh we have this special light about us. No, he saw the negative side mm-hmm. of like the way the kids that were Mormon acted versus, and he's like, this doesn't make sense. Cause we go to church and we learn this, we learn what Jesus mm-hmm. says, but that's not how they act, yeah. you know? Yeah. But so the thing that is, was more is, where his shelf was. When breaking. I was his age, when I was 16, I saw that too. You did. But I shut it off yeah. for some reason. I shut it off after I got married because as a teenager, I saw that hypocrisy right off. Yeah. And so, and whatever. Yeah. It's like, I don't know why our brains work the way they do, mm-hmm. and we're just able to just shut it off. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of it was I just didn't have a recipe for parenthood. Ugh, yeah. You know, and, and I, I that don't was think the, any of that us was do. the only recipe I saw was that indoctrination. Yeah, thing. <laughs> and it yeah. truly is indoctrination. You can call oh, it whatever you want. 100%. I said that the other day to my mom. And she's like, you think you were indoctrinated? And I'm like, mom, read the definition of indoctrination. <laughs> really? You know? Yeah. It's like, it's I mean, that's, that's, an, that's even, you know, a pretty mild term. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you, you could fully say brainwashed. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think indoctrination is a much gentler mm-hmm. term than maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Anytime, you say. anytime you baptize a child at eight, mm-hmm. before they even have the brain capacity to think mm-hmm. it, it, it abstractly. Mm-hmm. I mean, baptism is one of the most abstract things you could 
you know, to take on somebody else's sins, sins to pay for somebody else's sins, to like die for die, somebody else. You're like dying when yeah. you go down in the water. And that then is you come so up abstract. And by eight, they don't have that ability. Yeah. And, they're still and in the sacrament, eating concrete the concrete occupational thought. I mean, totally. they're just, yeah. It's just eating the bread and water with the, yeah. with the body and blood of Jesus. Yeah. Like none of that actually makes yeah. sense. When and you're some eight, kids, right? some kids I've noticed. It just goes off and like, you know, like water off a duck's back. Yeah. But some kids, they really take that internally. It. And it and I think it causes like depression. And, Ooh, you yeah. know, every time they sin, they feel like oh, they've hurt Jesus. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I think it can be very dangerous. Some kids For just sure. like, uh, whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then other kids, it really mm-hmm. damages their mental health and mm-hmm. makes them really question themselves yeah. and not be able to like. Yeah, just be who they are. Mm-hmm. They're they're constantly feeling guilt over every little thing. Like mm-hmm. the whole what's um oh crap. I'm gonna think I'm gonna forget the word. The the thing where you're like hyper aware of like being righteous and perfect. Oh, scrupulosity. Um, scrupulosity. Yeah. yeah. I think I had that as a little kid. Did you? Because I was like, um, when I would say my prayers, mm-hmm. I would like Pray for hours because I was afraid I was going to forget somebody. And if I did, that person was going to get hurt or die or oh something like that. I, I think I had that when I was, oh. when I was little. But. That's terrible. I Yeah, when I think about, like, I guess the, the ways that the church affected me negatively, the fear is mm-hmm. the number one thing that mm-hmm. comes up for me, is the fear that they instilled in me about making sure you did everything right so that you didn't get physically harmed. Mm-hmm. Right. First yeah. off, like I thought that, you know, being righteous was going to protect me mm-hmm. and then, and, and then also spiritually harmed, you know, like being, being separated from Jesus, yeah. you know, yeah. like not being family. able to have the spirit with you or something yeah. like if you sinned or, or yeah, being, being separated from yeah. your family after this life. Like yeah. there's a lot of freaking for, fear. For a child, a family is the structure that is, yes. that is their first, you know, their first structure that gives them security. Yeah. And so to threaten that at a very young age, that is, that's, that's indoctrination. That is wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's super hard to overcome. Like, because, and, and like we kind of already said, like some kids are way more susceptible to it than others. Whereas like some, some kids, they just soak it up like a sponge Mm -hmm. and, and they believe it and they make choices based on it and they, do all this thing and they have all this fear and anxiety. And then other kids are able to just be like, meh, it's no big deal. Yeah. So for those kids, you know, that's probably a blessing that they are able to like not take it too serious or, you know, not think too concretely about it or whatever. Yeah. And the the songs, oh, after I left or I was, I was leaving, we were still attending, but I Mm was, I was mentally out about it. (laughs) <laughs> mentally out as you could get yeah anyway i walked through the hall and the kids were singing follow the prophet <gasps> i got sick to my stomach i had to run to the bathroom mm. because i was sick because i just realized that repetitive mm-hmm. the repetitive repetition chanting. of the words the chanting mm-hmm. of the yeah of the words the rhythm of the song even yes is is set up to isn't it weird yeah you use the word brainwashing uh-huh. and i'm that's pretty much what what that is. That's wrong. That totally. is so wrong. Totally. So. And like, and okay. why not follow Jesus? They follow Jesus. Follow <gasps> Jesus. Did it work? Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Why couldn't why they is do that? It, why is it follow the prophet? Yeah. He knows the way. Yep. And the Kool-Aid's really good. So, so stupid. 
When you think about how Joseph Smith just made all that oh, shit up. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that so my funny? Gosh. I cannot now <coughs> with, hear the the brother of Jared's story without oh, cracking Dying up. laughing. Yeah, it's like... Really, if you're in a boat and you're upside down and there's feces dripping from the ceiling and bees flying all over, don't you know you're upside down? <laughs> you have to take the cork out to see if the water comes in. Yes, the we're, windows being dashed to pieces <laughs> before there's class. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I just laughed. Isn't that now. crazy? And we never thought about that no. when we were Mormon. No. no. Never. No. Never thought about it. Just like, oh, it's just this miraculous thing. See, I was stupid. I was stupid too. I was stupid too. Anyway. Well, thank you so much for. She made me lunch. Did I already say this? I don't know. When we were recording, she made me lunch. I don't know. We've had. She brought me more than a bottle of wine. (laughs) It's wonderful. We've just had a really great afternoon visiting, and I just love you. Like, seriously. Like, we. It's so funny how much we have in common. Oh, I know. It is. We'll just be talking, and we'll be like, me too. Yeah. It's constant <laughs> me too. I swear she was supposed to be my sister. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. Um, so we were meant, meant to meet each other and become friends. So I'm so grateful for it. And thank you for being willing to come and talk with me on the podcast. Uh, love somewhere. it. Anytime. So yeah. we will end this now. And, uh, until next time. I'm sure you'll come back on, right? You'll oh, come absolutely. back on and talk anytime to me you just ask. whenever. Okay. We're doing it. <laughs> More confessions. You heard it here. I have it recorded. She said she'll come back. (laughs) I will play this for you if you ever say no. I'll be like, she said anytime. You said. All right. (laughs) Thank you so much. We'll see you later. Bye.